Welcome back, Plaidcat fans. We've got a interesting episode today. Yesterday we this would be Mrs. Four Cats and I. We took Cisco and our co-host Pippi to the vet. Jordy and Floof went a couple of weeks ago. Pippi simply wasn't having it and tried to hide. She, she did find a good place in the vet's cabinet. But we still got her out. But as it is, Pippi just doesn't like leaving home at all. She's that kind of cat. She just wants to be around her specific set of humans. And that's it, really. All four of them got a clean bill of health. Yeah, Cisco does need to watch his weight a little bit. <laughs> He's a big boy. Being 15 pounds and all. And that's the update on the kitties. They're just doing well being them silly selves. Back to that football we all know and love. Indiana got a win against Western Kentucky. I believe the final score was 33-31. to 31. I personally wish that IU would have, uh, how would I say it, ran it up on them, but a win is a win. The quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., threw for 373 yards on 34 completions. Ty Freifogel had 10 receptions for 98 and a touchdown. And I believe the running back, whose last name's Carr, ran for over 100. Uh, this Saturday, i.e. tomorrow, the Hoosiers travel to Happy Valley for a game Penn State has had on their mind since last year's heartbreaking loss to the Hoosiers. where panics ran one in and over time that basically ended the game. I'm going to call this one's going to be a very tough game with Penn State wanting revenge and Indiana bouncing back. I believe it's going to be a very competitive game. Penix just needs to keep putting his foot on the gas and doing everything they can to minimize mistakes. I really need my Hoosiers to win one because this one is a game against a top 10 team at the beginning of the season Indiana was in the top 25 but they took 
they took a bad L to against Iowa, and they took a heartbreaker a couple weeks ago against Cincinnati. So if you want a good bowl, you're pretty much going to have to win out or maybe have a one-loss wiggle room. I'm not sure. The Colts dropped an important divisional game against Tennessee, and I lost in fantasy football for my longest losing streak in the several years I've played. Usually, I've never lost more than twice in a row. (laughs) And a lot of... And at least one of my losses in fantasy this year was because I started one quarterback and the other got more points. Basically a case of leaving points on the bench. This week we're starting Matthew Stafford in hopes that that does not happen again. If I've looked at the odds of the matchup between me and my competitor, I have a at least 60% chance of winning, if not a little bit more. And if I'm the Colts, you've got to shore up that offensive line. Need you guys healthy because honestly, that's the big issue with our Colts this year. Our offensive line has been hurt, and the old adage is true linemen win football games. The battle is won in the trenches. Yes. The running backs, receivers, and quarterbacks have their role to play. But if that offensive line isn't pushing back the pass rush or not leaving the appropriate holes for their running backs, the job ain't going to get done. Now, to continue on with these possible realignment scenarios, this week I've kind of gotten a little bit fantastical. And this realignment plan is what if the Pac-12 died? A.K.A. things get wacky. And you're probably wondering, why in the world are you doing 16-team leagues on some of these? Because I think there's some group of five schools that deserve to be power five. And you're going to see a couple of power five schools get relegated, honestly. 
but we're going to start this time around with our beloved Big Ten. Yes, your host is a Hoosier, and Indiana is the heart of Big Ten country. That's why we call it the, our beloved Big Ten. In this pod system I'm going with on several, a couple of these conferences, the East pod is going to have Ohio State and Penn State, Pitt they get from the ACC, because geog- it's a better fit geographically with the Big Ten, and Notre Dame. You're probably wondering what, why did I separate Notre Dame from its Indiana-based homies, IU and Purdue. Like I said, I like my geographic consistency. In the North Pod, I went with Michigan, Michigan State. Illinois, and Northwestern. That's right, kids. I broke up Ohio State and Michigan. Don't get me wrong. I do believe in these things called protective rivalries. So, yes, Ohio State will see Michigan at the end of the season as the rightful order dictates. In the West pod... We've got Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, and Nebraska. Why didn't I send Nebraska back to the Big 12? We'll get to that later. And in the South Pod, I got my beloved Hoosiers. I've got our rival, Purdue. We've got, in real life, a future member of the Big 12, Cincinnati. And current ACC member, Louisville. I think, as much as everybody would think Ohio State would dominate the East pod, no. I think Notre Dame would give them a run for their money every year. It also, these pods in the Big Ten also work out for competitiveness, really. And and I'm looking at the South pod. You don't just have the Indiana, Purdue, and Cincinnati, Louisville rivalry. I would have an Indiana-Cincinnati rivalry. Because that... The IU-Cincinnati game a couple of weeks ago was pretty competitive. Even though Indiana did lose on account of a bunch of mental mistakes. In the Big 12... This is where things get really interesting. Oh, I had fun with this. What I decided to do 
is there's one one state that had four members of this new look Big 12. So that state gets its own division. It's called the Texas Pod for obvious reasons. All the schools are from Texas. Texas, Texas Tech, Baylor, and Texas Christian. I know a lot of people are trying to say, call them TCU. No. Both Baylor and Texas Christian have their roots as Bible colleges. And on this show, that's what gets honored. Their legacy. In the mountain pod. I really like this mountain pod. Also, Boise State is one of my stable of teams in college football. And it's in this division. You'll also have Colorado. That's right. I send Colorado back to the Big 12. And you get the Holy War every year. You put the Holy War in that final week before conference title games. Or conference semifinals games. That's right. BYU and Utah. And in this conference, you definitely see no Sundays. They play that Chick-fil-A life. And we like that. Now these next two divisions, what you end up getting are eight. Along with Colorado being the ninth and Utah being the tenth, the Pac 12 merging with the Texas schools Boise State and BYU. You get Cal, Stanford, Washington, and Oregon in your coastal division. In the Desert Division, you get Arizona, Arizona State, UCLA, and USC. That's an that is definitely an interesting conference right there. Now to the ACC. I decided to go a North and a South division. Even though it's got 16 teams too. In the North division, you have Maryland, Rutgers, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Boston College, and Wake Forest. 
in the South Division. And some people are going to think this be controversial. South Carolina actually started out, if I remember correctly, as a member of the ACC. Then they went to the SEC. In this little scenario, they go back to the ACC. And you get that South Carolina-Clemson rivalry. Ooh, did I possibly make a mistake here and forgot somebody? Hmm. I think we might have had a boo-boo. But then again, really? I don't think we did necessarily. In this Southern Division, you have South Carolina, Georgia Tech, UCF, North Carolina, State, Clemson, Duke, North Carolina, and I'm probably going to get some flack for this one, Liberty. I promote Liberty to the Power Five, like I promote BYU, Boise State, and UCF. They've earned it! But you're probably wondering, why didn't I promote Houston and SMU back? Who have equally rightful claims to be in Power Five conferences. Oh, I've got plans for a very radical realignment that will come up within the next couple of weeks. But before we end our journey today, we're going to talk about my new look SEC. In this New Look SEC, your Eastern Division has Florida, Georgia, I'll be telling you this, Georgia looking really, really strong this year. Missouri, or hold on here. Actually, that spot's going to be Memphis. That's going to be Memphis. That's better. Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Kentucky. Miami and Florida State. What are you doing moving Miami and Florida State out of the ACC?
I just wanted to have a little fun, see, see what it could look like. That's why. In the Western Division, you get Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, Auburn, LSU, Missouri, Arkansas, and Alabama. The casualties of this realignment are Washington and Washington State. They get left out in this scenario. Well, Liberty, UCF, Memphis, BYU, and Boise State are brought in. I think this is a in, very interesting realignment. Next week, I think we're going to do What If the Big 12 Had Died. I'm very glad the Big 12 has not died and is not going to die because it has added... Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and BYU. And I don't think they're done. There are numerous sources. I'm believing these sources. And this is also a matter of personal opinion. Boise State, Memphis... Are at least going to get call-ups. And possibly SMU. And in my opinion. And I hope they do this. Air Force. I have this personal belief. That. Our military academies. Should be in Power 5. Conferences. They should be. Going up. Against these top tier teams. Come on, you get such rich history, why shouldn't they be competing for national championships at a high level? I'm not expecting them to win every year, but they should at least be in the conversation. Thank you again for listening. Be excellent to each other, and home is where the Shire is.